Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hello, my friends. I'm Michael Unbroken, host of the Think Unbroken podcast and founder of thinkunbroken.com. 
and I'm honored to be your trauma coach and mentor because I believe that everyone is capable of getting unstuck, cultivating self-love, and becoming the hero of their own story. I believe that when implemented correctly, the practical tools and education you will receive from this show will help you lead an unbroken and extraordinary life. I believe that no matter what we come from, that we all have the ability to choose ourselves first, to create and manifest a powerful and grace-filled future, and love the reflection in the mirror. I believe that every day is a day to grow, learn, heal, and change. That's why I started my company, thinkunbroken.com, which is an online training and healing and personal growth platform where you get everything that I know about how to get motivated, be accountable, get out of the vortex, and become the hero of your own story through community, connection, and commitment. For more information, visit thinkunbroken.com. Please listen closely as you may learn just one thing that will help you be unbroken. And please share this episode with at least three of your friends because we all need community and connection in our healing journey. And be sure to DM me and tag me on Instagram at michaelunbroken so that I can say hi. I just want to thank you again for being a part of this, for listening and being a member of the Unbroken Nation. Now, let's get into today's show and make the world unbroken. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world. Super excited here today to be with my friend, Caleb Kid Coy. Uh, Caleb, what is going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing well, Michael. So uh, honored to be here with you today. Appreciate the invitation and uh, thank you for this opportunity today. Yeah, of course, man. I, I love your story. We connected a few months ago, a couple months ago now, and I, I love what you're trying to do in the world and, and your mission and your journey. And um, you are a person who is a servant of the people and you've shown up in such a great way for yourself in the world. And uh, and I want to kind of dive into that today. And one of the things I think people kind of often get caught up in is being of service without first serving themselves. And, and I know that was a big part of your journey. And, and as we dive in the conversation today, I wanna, I wanna talk to you about that a little bit. But um, before we do that, tell everybody a little bit about your background, who you are and what you have going on. You bet, sounds good. Well, uh, I come from a conservative home, was a longtime preacher's kid. And uh, you know, while I, while, while I can appreciate um, the values and some of the morals that were instilled into me in that environment. I also grew up in a home with strong poverty mindsets and mentalities. And so it took me uh, about the equivalent of three and a half decades to begin to break out of those mindsets and get liberated to a place of abundance. And the great part is, Michael, that I had spent a lot, a significant part of my life serving other people and my near-death experience, uh, near near overdose on meth at age 17 was an extraordinary wake-up call for me. And it got me thinking about the importance of my legacy. And, you know, we've all been through some crap in our lives. And the question is, how do we, how do we address that? How do we turn that around into something positive? And so for, you know, every adversity in my life, every challenge, there was that recognition that there was an opportunity in that to learn and to grow from it. And so the resilience that is uh, the backbone of who I am, I'm such a huge advocate of people being 
rooted in a strong foundation of character, you know, so much more than what we do is who are you, you know, who are we really, how do we treat our fellow brothers and sisters of humanity? And, you know, what are we doing to serve them? And dude, there's no doubt, man, I knew I was given a second chance. I knew the universe, God, creator, whatever you want to call it was looking out for me. And um, I shouldn't by all rights be here today. And I think you can relate in so many ways. And so my journey took me a lot of different places over the years, but I basically gave my life to, to just start serving other people. And that was everything from doing outreach on the streets of the inner city and feeding about four to five homeless in, in, in Atlanta area for a number of years to speaking on college campuses and universities and um, eventually ended up life coaching in the entertainment industry through a uh, uh, unexpected connection with uh, Katy Perry's parents with, uh, of all things, an outreach that I was working with in Prescott, Arizona, that helped uh, uh, men uh, uh, with addiction, struggling with addictions and various things. And so that opened up a, a number of doors for me to start life coaching in the entertainment industry. And so my ambition growing up, Michael, was to be a rock and roll star. And of course, that uh, that abrupt confrontation with death at 17 kind of changed the overall trajectory. Um, music's still a huge part of my passion and who I am. My social media handle hashtag is Metalpreneur. So that goes without saying that um, it continues to be a part of who I am and in my DNA. And so, you know, fast, fast forward, I got a late start in my entrepreneurial journey. It was uh, 2011, really before I started to get my feet wet with that. And, you know, prior to that was reading a lot of books, um, beginning to break that poverty mindset and that scarcity mentality through reading books. And, you know, one of the, one of the first transformative books that had extraordinary impact on me was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And, uh, you know, to this day, it remains in the upper echelon of just the most impactful mindset books that started to opened me up to recognize, right, that there was so much more out there and that abundance was not only possible, but that it was my duty, if you will, to have it so that I could serve better. And granted you, Michael, you know, growing up in the religious background that I came from, it was it was understood in a lot of ways that humility, you and I talked about this, right, was to be broke, busted and disgusted. And that meant you were a humble person. And, you know, if you were if you were wealthy, if you had abundance, you were just, you know, somebody with an ego or selfish or things like that. And you and I have come to realize that is that is not an accurate, accurate portrayal. It doesn't mean there's not selfish and greedy people out there. But the reality is there's a lot of good people doing a lot of good things. And money's just a tool. What we use it for, whether good or bad, is ultimately a part of our character. So. Yeah, 100%. And man, you know, there, there's so many avenues we can dive down into. And I, I think how how paralleled our experiences and journeys are and how impactful that is to me. You know, growing up, the only thing I ever wanted to do was be like Tommy Lee and Jay-Z. I only yeah. wanted to be a rock star. And, and maybe to some, some extent, like I am, right? I think about that every day, like being on stage is being on stage is being on stage. Yep. And and, and that's powerful because it was really about the voice. It was about sharing the message. It was about tapping into something, right? And, and sharing that with the world. It's creating art. And that's what I think about constantly. But in order to get to that place, I think a lot of times you have to go through the trials and tribulations of, of figuring out who you are. One, one of the questions when, when I'm coaching people that we step into kind of right off the bat is like, who are we? Who are we? How do you... 
in a practical sense, to go from this place of growing up in this religious home to having a, a pastor as a father, to finding yourself at 17 ODing on meth, to going, all right, I'm going to figure out who I am. How do you do that? Like, what was that process like for you to be able to step into ultimately creating who Caleb is today? It's a phenomenal question, Michael, and it's something I talk about often the introspection journey, right? The discovery of who am I really? And I think that we as a society in a lot of different ways struggle with an ongoing identity crisis. And the reason that we have comparisons going on and the reason that we look at other people and granted, you know, media in general, especially social media has magnified all of that. And we have to remind ourselves that that is just a reflection of reality, right? We see bits, we see pieces, we see aspects of someone's life, but it's not necessarily who they are within. It is not necessarily an accurate reflection of their character. And life coaching in the entertainment industry was, uh, <laughs> was something that allowed me to see that very clearly. There's a lot of people with Ubo Uber, Uber gifts and talents and abilities out there and they step on the stage and they can wow an audience and they create uh, a multitude of fans, but who they are as a person is not necessarily an accurate reflection of who they are on stage. And I remember, you know, coaching some of these rock stars in the privacy of their homes and they were, they were struggling individuals. They were people who didn't necessarily trust anyone else. They were hurting inside. They weren't necessarily kind to the people around them, but they had to maintain this aura of, of who they are. And we see that so much in social media today, the, the mask wearing. So for me, Michael, it was, okay, I need to discover who Caleb Kid Coy is. And in order to do that, I need to be vulnerable. I need to be authentic and I need to be transparent. Now, does that mean, you know, I'm constantly sharing all my junk and my issues and my struggles? You mentioned trials and adversities and tribulations. You know, I'm no, too, I'm no stranger to it. And that is probably much the reason I acquired the warrior DNA that I have today, the resilience, the fortitude, the strength that allows me to constantly pour into other people. That's my passion, dude. I just love encouraging other people, encouraging them to rise up and overcome their own adversities and their struggles. So, you know, we, we often find ourselves in the midst of those challenges and struggles by instead of wallowing in the muck and the mire, if you will, the self-pity and how easy it is, right, to get so uber-focused on our problems and our challenges that we forget that there's a world out there that's struggling and they are going through stuff that's far worse than we're having to deal with. And so implementing gratitude, right, every day into my life and recognizing how good we have it in so many ways, especially as Americans. You know, I married an extraordinary woman um, from Brazil, from Sao Paulo, who is just amazing and so much strength and fortitude and resilience is in her. And we have two beautiful children together. But, you know, Brazil's also a third world country. And going down there, Michael, you know, was was a wake up call as well to how good we have it as as Americans. And I think I think especially for my kiddos, right, my toddler's four years old and she's already been down there multiple times. But for us to expose ourselves to other culturals and, and other nations and to see that they struggle in ways, you know, that we necessarily don't have to as Americans in a first world nation is such a tremendous eye opener. And so, 
you know, through a combination of those things, there was an, an acute awareness that, you know, I am a person who has gone what I've gone through to help serve and empower others. And so embracing that identity, embracing who I am and sticking to it and owning it and saying, you know what, I don't have to compare myself to anybody else out there. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made unique in all of my own rights, as are you, as are each and every one of us. There's no other Caleb Kid Coy out there. And there's such a freedom and liberation in coming to terms with that and then getting yourself away from the need to compare yourself to anybody else out there, Michael. Yeah, that's really well said. And 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 I'll say this, traveling the world helped me understand myself in ways that I, I wish I can convey to people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's anything more important, especially America's a bubble. You have to understand this. And, and if you've never stepped outside of this bubble, you don't understand how incredible the world truly is. And, and we are taught through media often to be scared of the world. And I have found nothing but the most incredible people as I've traveled. Now, of course, I've run-ins here and there. there's 8 billion people on planet earth. Not everyone's going to be amazing, but the, the vast majority of people that I've encountered anywhere I've lived across the entire planet earth has been rewarding and fulfilling. And when you step into these environments of recognizing that one American dollar can literally change somebody's life, you start to reevaluate what matters. And, and that was such a huge part of the journey for me, even in healing was, you know, can I be in these environments and show up and deal with being out, locked out of my apartment in Vietnam and not knowing how to speak Vietnamese and like almost drowning to death in the ocean in Bali and being in London and taking the wrong tube and then accidentally ending up at the Harry Potter place. And I was like, I didn't even know this was here. Right. And like all of these things. And, and that's the adventure of life and stepping into it. But there's fear that comes along with that. Right. And, and choosing to put yourself first and to be of service. There's a juxtaposition there. Because people will hear that and go, well, that doesn't make sense. How do you serve but put yourself first? And I look at your journey and going from this poverty mindset to changing it to this abundance mindset, and you're doing exactly that. Can you talk about how you step into that and how you stepped into the mindset shift around this? Because I think it's so incredibly important. Yeah, absolutely, Michael. And wonderful highlights there. It's, it's you know, it's it's never easy when we're raised in an atmosphere and an environment, right, that we allow to dictate who we are. And as we get older, hopefully we come to the acute realization that we have the power, we have the ability to dictate, right, that environment or to establish the atmosphere that we create around us. But when you're subjecting yourself to an atmosphere, especially as a kid growing up, right, you don't necessarily have control over that. You can't say, well, I'm going to move out, you know, as a, as a 10 year old kid and, you know, go somewhere else, mom and dad, there's just certain things that are outside of our personal control. And so a lot of that journey for me was just to realign myself with different people who shared my values, right. Who shared the mindset that I wanted. Maybe I didn't have it in, at the time or who were going in a direction that I wanted to go in. And this goes back to the importance of mentors, right? And it doesn't mean we all necessarily drop tens of thousands of dollars out of the gate to find the right business coaches and mentors, but it does mean that we can pick up that book 
And, um, you know, like Napoleon Hill, for example, if, if he was here today, you know, the questions I would have for him, oh my goodness, but yet his legacy lives, lives on in his book, his, his teaching, his training. And, you know, now, now that I think of it, right, there was another one of his books that um, was actually locked up in the vaults for decades and decades and wasn't recently released via permission of his wife until not too many recent years ago. But Outwitting the Devil was another one of his books that just was just like, holy Toledo, Batman. This is some deep shizzle right here. And so a lot of that is centered around that mindset journey that he had with this entity. Call it the devil, you know, call it the, you know, inner opposite self or whatever, whoever it was is irrelevant, but that there was this war going on in the mind, right? That he had to liberate himself from. And I often state that the prison for people is really in the mind because our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our intellect has the power to transform us to whatever we subject it to the most. Did you know that recent studies show that CBD has incredible benefits for helping with physical pain? I have and suffer from chronic pain. I've mentioned it before. And with NW Recovery's Lavender Eucalyptus Salve, I have that pain dissipate like nothing else I've ever tried. I love NW Recovery not only because their products are non-psychoactive, which is really important to me, but also because they are created by Navy SEALs. So, Thank you so much for your service. If you're interested and you want to learn more about NW Recovery's CBD balm of lavender eucalyptus, then check out nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your first order. Again, that's nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your order. I hope you guys caught that. Cause that's some deep stuff right there. Whatever we subject our sight, our ear gates to our mind, our emotions, our intellect to, that is what we assimilate. And ultimately that's who we become, whether it's uh, intentionally or whether it's inadvertently. And so Michael be starting to become aware of what I was taking in, right? Those, the negativity that I grew up with, well, you can't afford that Caleb or, well, we're just waiting for our ship to come in. Someday our ship's going to come in. And things like that, right, that are the subconscious factors for what we assimilate within our soul are probably the, the deepest rooted in our lives and the most difficult to dig out, if you will, right? And so until we get down to that root system and that structure that's been embedded so deeply into our, our subconscious, it's going to be very difficult to unlearn it, right? Because I often say you have to you have to unlearn what you know before you can properly relearn with accurate information and knowledge. Yeah, that, that's so powerful. You know, I, I say it all the time, what you think becomes what you speak, what you speak becomes your action, your action become your reality. And, and that's the truth about everything in life. And I also grew up in a poverty mindset. I mean, we were in poverty. We were homeless. We were dirt poor. We were the kids that, you know, I, I stole food to survive. I stole water to live. Like I did what it took to, to live. And then 
like once I had abundance, I didn't know what to do with it. Mm. And that being like financially secure at 20 years old, working for a fortune 10 company and just blowing it all. It was crazy. I go and I look back at this five, six years working for this company. I'm like, I wasted all of this money, but it taught me so many important lessons. Mm. One of the things that you mentioned that I, I want to dive into is talking about the, the power of mentorship. And people often think like, oh, I can't afford a mentor. I can't afford a coach. I can't afford this or that. And I'm always like, yeah, but you can afford a book. You can start there and you can build from there. I mean, I read 60, 70 books a year, right? But I also invest and I think about this constantly. Life is about this concept of like team, right? If you want to move forward, team being time, energy, effort, money, you got to put something into the pot to play the game. And often what people fail to understand is that they're looking for an ROI on mentorship without understanding the fact that it's immeasurable what will come to your life. And you and I happen to run in a couple of the same circles and have familiar mentors, but talk to me about your journey in mentorship from where it started to where it's at now and the power of drafting behind people who are just one step in front of you. Yeah, absolutely, Michael. And you nailed it. You know, there there is no substitute for self-investment and there there is no limit that we should not be continually investing in ourselves and that goes not just monetarily and financially right but in our mindset in you know our physical well-being to be to be whole people right we need to be whole spirit soul and body there's so many components to our humanity and you know we can't do a lot for people if our health is waning or if certain aspects of our mindset um you know, are not properly aligned. And so, you know, the fact that we have the opportunity to invest ourselves, like you mentioned it earlier, I mean, you can't out of the gate, right? A lot of people can't afford to just purchase coaching programs, purchase coaches or, or pay for one-on-one -on -one mentorship. It's just not reality. I couldn't, I can completely relate and resonate, but it did not stop me. Like you said, you know, there, there's too much oversight given on reading and the mentors who have compiled the wealth of knowledge and information, the years of expertise and experience, the 10,000s of people that Napoleon Hill interviewed in their struggles and in their failures and in their successes, right? You just do not know what is available to you just by reading a book. And so again, we got to throw excuses out the window. You have to start somewhere. And so for me, there was this insatiable hunger, right? When there was that epiphany that took place that said, okay, there's a whole other world waiting for me out there. I just have to tap into it. Well, nothing's going to stop you. You're going to go, you're going to go to any limit that you can to find out what's available to you. And this goes back to what I said before, you have to deprogram this before you can properly reprogram it. And the deprogramming is no easy task whatsoever. And so we're talking about years and years and years of due diligence and research and things like that. For me, I'm also a student of international law. I have a, a good friend and associate who's a diplomat and a prime minister, and I've learned so much from him in the way that I look at humanity as a whole. And international law teaches us that, number one, we are all brothers and sisters under the sun. 
And number two, that we should be looking out for one another's best interests, seeking our fellow brothers and sisters, prosperity and happiness, not just our own. And so, again, as you find the right tribe, the right community, and like you said, Michael, we share some similar circles and backgrounds, but that's kind of what we we had that deep conversation about in Dallas, right, that there was a community of people that were established that you're able to align yourself with. And we're so much better when we're together. We can grow quicker. We can recognize the failures and the mistakes. And a lot about mentorship and having a good coach and a good mentor is they've already fallen flat on their face for us, right? They've already made the mistakes. They've already learned the hard way. They've already dropped a bunch of dough into figuring it out that will allow us to sidestep, if you will, or to accelerate past making those same mistakes. And so, you know, it's something, Michael, that as a parent, I recognize it as well, right? In in building the right legacy for my family and my children, I don't want my kids to have to go through the same crap I went through, right? If if they choose not to, again, right, they're their own free will moral agency. As they get older, they got their own mind, they've got their own choice. But what we instill in them as mentors, right, as parents, will give them the capacity to sidestep the mistakes that we made as parents and thus grow quicker and do things that, you know, hopefully we'll not be able to accomplish, right? I want my kids to show me, show me their dust, do what I can't do, you know, go above and beyond. And I think any true leader or mentor wants that for their students, wants them to excel in such a way that they go out and maybe do more than them, right? Be able to release them after they mentor them, raise them up, then say, hey, now you go out and impact the world and do more than I did. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And as a coach, and I've coached thousands of people around the world, that's like the goal. I'm like, I need you out of my program. I don't even want you in it to begin with. What do we have to do to get you to where you want to go in life? And, and such a big part of this is about the programming, right? You, you mentioned it. You have to reframe the way that you understand yourself in the world. And, and going through, I, to, to some extent, I believe that you have to brainwash yourself hmm. into believing something that feels so far-fetched. When you come from this place of understanding that you've been put into this position of only believing one way. Now, I have the fortune of, of knowing a little bit more about your story and you living on donations and you going and sharing words and you being a leader while suffering. Talk to us about this journey for you to go from this place where you're barely surviving, you're going out, you're living on tithing and donations, life is hard, and you made a shift. What was that journey like? Yeah, absolutely, Michael. Well, you know, it began with the the errant mindset that I was supposed to suffer, right? That it was good for me to continually suffer and scrape by. But then the reality hits you, right? It comes crashing down on your head that you're ultimately limited in so many ways and capacities from reaching more people, you know, because of because of those limitations that you have placed on yourself. So you know, rescuing, you know, the self-rescuing process. And again, nobody can do this for you guys, right? I, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many good mentors and, and leaders and trainers that you have around you, if you are not willing to take the necessary steps to free yourself, if you're not willing to put in the work. And yes, mindset is a huge part of that. So, you know, coming out of that and beginning to to build a legacy was 
it was just so extraordinary, Michael, because it was, I remember back in the days of doing, you know, the outreach and working with all the nonprofits and here I am taking donations, living on donations, scraping by to pay the bills. But in my heart, in my heart, I was like, man, I want to get to the place where I host and pay for my own conferences, right? Where I bring in speakers, where I can do this. I mean, it was always in my heart. I'll never forget the first vehicle I gave away. It was uh, this this minivan that I was using for campus outreach when I lived in in, in Carrollton, Georgia. And we, we were doing stuff on the campus and university. I drove around this van. I had the big, you know, magnet logo outreach on the side of the minivan. It was a, a cool little white minivan. And it got to a point where I didn't need that anymore. And I was able to give that away to someone who really needed a car, who just really needed a vehicle. And no, it wasn't a Porsche. It wasn't a Ferrari, right? It wasn't a Lamborghini, but it was something that made me feel so good inside. And I was just like, you know what? I was born to do this. I was born to be able to give more, to serve more and to do more and so little things like that, right, that, that were just those pivotal moments in my journey, that recognition that caused a spark and said, okay, you know, if I can give away a minivan, I can give away a lot more than that. And so, you know, again, I think, I think there's this aspect of our, that goes back to our character, Michael, and ultimately, what are we going to do when we start to have money? Your, your example is perfect, dude, right? Because most people are not prepared for it. We say, well, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd give half of it away and, you know, I'd donate to all these remarkable charitable causes. And then we see, right, the reality of human nature and who we are within ultimately will come out. So just like pressure, you know, money, wealth, influence, fame, fortune, whatever it is, is ultimately going to bring out who you already are within, and so I think there's this element to our journey where we are being forged in the fires of adversity and affliction, if you will, that we are embracing the fact that our character is being honed to be a good and faithful steward in the little things. Because if you're not being faithful in the little things, how can you expect yourself to be entrusted with so much more? And I think the universe is watching and looking. And I was just like, you know what, there's this realization that it wasn't the right time. I think of, you know, early failed investments where um, I took a massive loss, right? There was a, there was an oil and gas investment early, early on. And I went in on it with one of my life coaching clients who was an heir to the Hershey's chocolate family. And it had the potential to do very, very well for, for us. And it did for about a year and a half. And then there was someone involved with the company that got busted for fraud SEC got involved and boom, all of a sudden overnight, right? It's gone. And I was just reeling, right? I mean, I remember the tears that I shed, the, the heartfelt cries of looking up and going, you know, God, universe, why? Why did this happen, right? And so at that moment, there was again an opportunity in my life. Will I allow fear to dictate me in the future that I'll be afraid to invest, that I'll be afraid to take risks? Or will I recognize this as an opportunity that the universe was trying to teach me something, embrace it and grow from it? And thankfully I did the second part of that. And so it, it, it cultivated within me this courage to confront 
and to overcome these fears. And we all have them, right? It's part of human nature, putting yourself out there, right? Just like we did in Dallas and putting it on the line, right? To to do this, this speaking, to share our story and our message is, is, is not always easy. Like not everybody is born a natural public speaker, but there's those areas in our lives where we each have deep-seated and deep-rooted fears that we have to confront. And if we don't confront, confront those, I'm convinced we'll continue to go around that mountain and the kind of things that we are believing for will not necessarily manifest in our lives until our character has been forged to that degree. So for me, it was recognizing that each and every failure, if you will, every adversity, every mistake that I made was an opportunity to learn and to grow from it and to be a good steward in being trusted with more things. And so, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm doing that as more abundance is coming in. I'm going, you know, where, where do I want to put this? What do I want to do with it? Um, just getting past that selfish mindset, right? Michael, this was you, you experienced this, you got all this money, all of a sudden, I'm going to go out and spend it on myself, right? I'm going to go buy this, I'm going to do that. There's, there's a lot of discipline to be cultivated in there. So that when people do start stepping into abundance, they don't blow it and start spending it on themselves. So, yeah. And, 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 and I wish that I would have had an understanding of my values then right now, of course, you know, that that's retrospect. You can't, I can't change the past. I'm not caught up in that. But what I am saying is that there is, I put such a big precedent of everything that happens in my life about being in alignment like understanding my values, understanding who I am, understanding my wants, my needs, my interests, my mission, my vision, my goals, all of it, top to bottom. Because I believe without that, you know, it's the old adage, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I wasted all that money, right? And that's fine, like whatever. You can always make money back. I'm more upset about the time that I wasted because mm -hmm. I'll never get that back. But there's this thing that I think people get caught up on and even listening to you now, I rewound myself for a moment. I said, all right, if I were 18, if I were 24, if I was 30 years old, again, I was listening to, to Caleb right now, I would immediately think, well, yeah, easier said than done, right? Easier said than that. Like, great. You could give away a minivan. Well, you must be a millionaire, right? But I want you to talk about the fact that you don't have to have everything to give something. Yeah. Excellent point, Michael. It's it's so true. I think it goes back to the condition of your heart. You know, what are your motives? What are your true intentions as to why you're doing what you're doing? And again, my transition into business and entrepreneurship was an extension of spending, you know, two decades of my life serving other people with the right heart and motive and not doing it for monetary gain. Now, did I know my value at the time, Michael? No. And that was a big part of this transition for me, right? Was learning to put a value on myself, having, having given so much away for free for so many years, right? My time, my talent, my energy. And again, these are things that we all have, even if we don't have the mon monetary aspect, right? We all have something to give that can benefit somebody else out there. So for a lot of years, that, that, that was all I could give. That was all I could do. And yes, I was, you know, giving of my finances and resources in, in the limited, you know, way that I could in those years. But ultimately, right, you said it. I mean, what is the condition of your heart? If you have a heart to give and to serve, you're going to be demonstrating that in the little ways. 
And so as you start to accumulate more, right, that will be reflected as a part of your character, as an extension of who you are. And so I'm grateful for that journey as well. You know, just like you are, Michael, I would never reverse it. I go, man, you know, what, what could I be doing? Or what could I have done if I would have learned these things at 20 years old? You just can't look at it like that, right? Because I had to go through that aspect of my journey. I had to learn to appreciate how precious life was, right? And that was, that's the big part of me, you know, helping others build their legacy today, right? Is the fact that this life is so fragile. It's so temporal, especially as Americans, we take so many things for granted, you know, I'll, and I'll be, I'll be very transparent here. You know, I've, I've had to repent. I've had to ask God in the universe for forgiveness for taking my wife and kids for granted at times. And I try very hard not to do that, Michael. Every single day I wake up, I realize, okay, I woke up first and foremost. Um, I didn't have to, but I did. That was a gift. That was an opportunity. What am I going to do with it? And, you know, I think whether, whether the world is willing to admit it or not, that everybody out there in one way or another is seeking to be loved by somebody else. And so this self-love, learning to love myself, learning to love myself, forgive myself was a huge part of my journey. And then recognizing, holy cow, to be able to love another human being unconditionally, okay, not with conditions, loving them right where they are, for who they are with all their quirks and issues and character flaws that we all have, by the way, nobody's exempt. And then to receive love from another human being unconditionally is probably one of the most beautiful, rich, rewarding, wealthy, successful, and fulfilling things that anybody can have this side of the grave, if you will. And if you need help with pain or anxiety, let me tell you about one of my favorite tools. It's NW Recovery CBD Oil. You may know that, and I've mentioned this before, I have chronic pain and massive anxiety, and CBD oil has been such a profound tool in my journey. Recently, NW Recovery came out with their key lime flavored CBD oil that is non-psychotropic. It is non-psychoactive. And for a person like me who has a panic attack, if I touch THC, this is the perfect combination of delicious key lime and CBD. Something I literally do not leave home without. For more information, you can go to nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your first order. Again, go to nw-recovery.com, keyword unbroken, and have CBD change your life. You know, nobody knows for sure what's what's on the other side. You know, I'm, I'm an advocate that there's probably something more, right? Life after death, if you will. But the question is, what are we doing with this one chance, this one opportunity of life that we've been given? Because nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. You know, I just recently had my 43rd birthday and I'm going, holy crap, you know, it's going by so fast now. Am I making the most of it? Am I utilizing my time wisely? Am I taking care of my body so that I can raise this toddler that runs circles around me, the six-month-old baby boy, right, that deprives us of, of sleep at night sometimes? You know, what am I doing every single day to improve who I am as an individual, as a person? 
as a parent, as a dad, as a husband, so that I can better serve and love those people around me. But dude, just, you know, there's, there's days where I'm having a go at it and, you know, it's rough with the clients and our, our kids, we don't give them credit. Sometimes they have so much intuition. Just walk up to you and give you a hug or a look at you and just say, you know, I love you, daddy. Or those little things, man, that just make everything come back into perspective and what really matters to us, right? That, that's beautiful. And, and you said something in there about accepting love. And I think that's such a big catalyst for this healing journey. And, and it's hard. It's difficult. It's uncomfortable. I, I think we often, I'll speak for myself, drugs and alcohol, sex, the whole thing, the chaos of it all, the vortex of it all is what I call it. That was about just feeling abandoned in the world, not being willing to accept nor reciprocate love. And, and love being this, this emotion I think people throw out so willy-nilly, for lack of a better way to phrase it, that, that it lost power. But it's something about the emotional connection that you have through the vulnerability of being a human being in connection with another human being that creates this massive shift and change in what you understand. What are your thoughts about, and and uh, of course the the power of love Huey Lewis song just comes into my head. But what do you, what like like in a real practical way, what do you think are the benefits of accepting and reciprocating the power of love? Great question, Michael. And and first of all, let me articulate the fact that I believe that love is not a feeling; it's not an emotion. Love is a choice. Each and every day we choose whether or not we're going to love ourselves or to love other people around us. And so I'm just I'm so convinced that, you know, we as human beings, because of the negative experiences that we all go through in our lives, often feel undeserving of loving ourselves, of loving others, and especially of being able to receive love. And the reality is, you know, there's some people that can give love, but it's very hard for them to receive it. They feel unworthy. They feel undeserving. And so all those all those mindsets and mentalities that muck with our brain that, you know, create these paradigms and dynamics that are not real that say, you know, who are who are you? You know, am I am I pretty enough? Am I handsome enough? You know, is does my hair look good enough? Is, Is my smile pretty enough are all irrelevant to receiving love and to giving love from an unconditional standpoint. And so, you know, the, the depth of who we are as people and, you know, society and again, media, right, has superficialized, if you will, so many ways what love is. And it's, you know, based on appearances and it's based on feelings and it's based on emotions. No, you know, as a guy that's that's been married for over a decade now, right? I don't always feel in love with my wife. Okay, those 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 honeymoon stages are going to wear off, and reality is going to kick in. But there's that acute awareness that I know that I love my wife, and I choose to love her each and every moment of, of every day to the best of my ability. Right, even when I've cross the line. And even when I let my emotions get the best of me and said something that I shouldn't have said, right. And I have to have to regret it. And then right as a man, I have to go humble myself and I have to seek forgiveness, right? We have to be willing to recognize our mistakes, to seek forgiveness 
and then I think that's just a huge part of it, Michael, of, of cultivating true love within ourselves. And I, I've often said it, we really don't have the capacity to love until we understand how much we are loved. And for me, there's an acute awareness, right? After my near-death experience, dude, nobody on the planet will ever be able to convince me that there's not something, someone greater than ourselves out there looking out for us, right? Because of what I experienced. And so there is a realization and an awareness that I am loved by the universe, by the creator. And so having the capacity to understand that Caleb Kid Coy is loved, that Michael Unbroken is loved, allows me to better give that love, to reciprocate that love, to pour it into other people. Because I think we're just, you know, we're conduits, we're channels. And um, what we're taking in, again, goes back to what I mentioned about the power of the soul, transforming, conforming us to whatever we subject it to the most, we become a conduit. And so, you know, I'm just a conduit. It's it's not about me in, in this self-absorbed world that is so adamant to get into the spotlight, to seek success. I think it's something that differentiates me, Michael, honestly, is that I, I just don't give a rip. You know, if you can love me, you can hate me. I'm going to love you anyway, right? We don't have to be friends. You don't have to like me, but, but I'm going to love you. I'm going to want what's best in your life. I'm going to pray for you probably. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just who I am. I'm not seeking recognition. I'm not seeking the accolades of others because I know who I am. Caleb Kid Coy is secure in his identity. And I think the more that people come into that place of finding who they really are, what they've been created for, what their purpose is in the earth, and they embrace that and they just become an unstoppable force to be reckoned with. So power there's truth in that and i i i I myself have my own thoughts about god spirit universe you know growing up in the mormon church and experienced this tremendous amount of abuse as a kid um I, i don't know at the end of the day i don't have the answer to the question the one thing i do know is that to think it's not plausible is is an odd way to think about the world and and i often you know i've had a few near death experiences and those things have those moments that are just embedded and ingrained in me are these moments of transition that are huge, that are beautiful. And I, I think they happen in part because you haven't yet tapped into that thing that you're supposed to be doing. And, and I think that you get a couple of these wake up calls, but then eventually you run out of them and I could be wrong and I don't know, but I'm just saying from my experience and, and, and love being such an important catalyst in this whole thing. Because I think if you're having these rock bottom moments for me, it's, you know, putting a gun in my mouth, it's ODing on, you know, drugs, you know, the whole nine is there must be something more. And, and, and it started with learning to love myself. And that I would argue is the most difficult thing that you will ever do in your life. Caleb, I, I could literally talk to you all day, my friend. This has been an amazing conversation. I think you've brought so much value for the Unbroken Nation today. I'm very stoked that you can be here. Um, but before I ask you my last question, can you tell everybody where they can find you? 100%. Well, all my social media hashtags, you'll find me online at Metalpreneur. And then my website, of course, is, is www.calebkidcoy.com, kid with two Ds. And i um, looking forward to connect with you guys and just see how we can better serve one another, better empower one another, because that's what it's about. We're going and growing together, dude, aren't we? Yeah, 100%, my friend. And I'm so happy that you're here with us today. My last question for you is, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Man, great question. 
What does it mean to me to be unbroken? I think we all experience brokenness, right? Tragedy at some point in our life. And this just goes back to what we've been talking about, Michael. And part of piecing ourselves back together is that self-love, is that self-care. And to not hold on to unforgiveness and resentment and bitterness, because I'm I'm convinced that un- unforgiveness is like a cancer. It's like gangrene and it will eat away at you you know, quicker, quicker than a cancer disease. And it will start to destroy who you are as a person. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, by forgiving, they're, they're not just releasing that other person. They're ultimately releasing themselves. And part of that healing process that can take place in us as we learn to forgive ourselves and forgive other people. So, you know, to be to be unbroken, to be resilient is to get back up every single time you fall to choose to go on no matter how bad it gets, no matter how rough life gets. And, and that's, you know, that's ultimately why we're here, right? Is to help one another grow and to discover this limitless potential that's resident inside each and every one of us. And I know for me, Michael, you know, a big part of doing the legacy estate planning that I do, and now the the AI and blockchain wealth services so that people can grow their assets and grow their resources. A lot of that stemmed from the realization that people were being taken advantage of in a lot of ways for their money. And we can look at all aspects and areas of life. And so for me, I've always felt a big part of my calling is to be a voice for the voiceless. And, you know, I saw a lot of people taken advantage of, you know, whether it was in religion, whether it was in finances or whatever. And, you know, I realized a big part of my purpose was to start giving the power back to the people. And so educating them on how they can protect and grow their assets through a revocable living trust. You know, we've got this extraordinary digital estate planning platform that ultimately gives the power back to the people. It puts them at the helm. It puts them in the driver's seat so that they can take control of their legacy. And a big part of it, again, was was fear. We don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. We don't want to trust some high-powered attorney who's going to take us for a ride and for good reason, right? I can empathize with that. I can understand. That's why we do what we do. But, you know, things like probate sucks. And for people to have to lose 40% of what they've spent their lives working so hard for to the American judicial system, to the legal process, to people who don't give a rat's ass about them, their family, or their heirs is just wrong in every way. And so I had had enough of that personally. And, and part of you know what why I'm doing what I'm doing today is that I recognize, right, we're in a volatile place, right? There's a lot that's happened over the past year, year and a half. Our world's changed, hasn't it, Michael? It's never going to be the same, in my opinion. There's, no, there's never going to be any going back to the way things were. It's going to continue to change. And so there's There's volatility in the economy. There's volatility in the market. And it's easy to let fear paralyze us. So why am I here? I'm here to help people become epic legacy heroes so that they can take back the power to protect, to grow their assets. A lot of what we do is show them ways that they can grow their assets in a safe FDIC insured environment that will stay ahead of the curve with inflation, that's not affected by market volatilities, and that's a big deal in this day and age, Michael. And so I do, I do feel like I'm on an extraordinary rescue mission, if you will. And um, 
I want people to get ahead. I don't want people to continue to be in this survival mode mentality. Dude, you and I have been there. We know what that feels like. And nobody should have to spend their life in survival mode when there is a place that we can thrive. There is a place of abundance where we can get ahead of the curve and ultimately be blessed so that we can start being a blessing to other people. And maybe family members, friends down the road will be in a dire situation and we'll be the one to help rescue them and get them out of it. And that's just a huge, rewarding and fulfilling place to be in. Amazing, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.